Hi, my name's Chloe. Tell me, have you ever texted someone in a chat, being afraid you're going to send your message to a wrong recipient? For example, you want to talk about your fun plans for the evening, but instead of sending a message to your BF, you're sending it to your mom? Or you like a guy, and you tell him about your feelings, but you send the message to the wrong guy? I've always kind of had this phobia. They say we attract the things we're most afraid of, and I learned it's true. I think you've already guessed the story. I want to tell you what happened because I sent a very important message to the wrong person. And I paid for it. If you want to know the whole story, make sure you watch this video to the end. Well, I was in my last year in high school. There were some difficult exams ahead of me. I was supposed to choose the college I wanted to go to. Therefore, I spent all my free time on extra classes, tutors, homework, tests. I didn't get much sleep. I was reading books all night. The next morning, I could barely make out what the heck the teacher was talking about in class as I was so sleepy. Somewhere in the middle of the year, I got so tired of living like this. I decided to take a little rest and slow down. I started walking more often. I watched some videos and series. I also met my friends. Of course, this somehow affected my studies and the immediate results of the trial exams. When I got a grade below average, the teacher called my parents to school and said if this continues, I definitely wouldn't have a chance to go to a decent college. Those words literally became a red flag for my parents. Since I was a kid, they've been telling me how important it was to get a decent education and find your vocation in life. Just so you know, they both graduated from Harvard University, and they hoped their daughter would follow them and enter law school or the business college. But I wanted neither of these options. I was more interested in learning foreign languages, especially some Asian ones. I wanted to move somewhere else in Japan or South Korea after school for studying and living. But to get into a Korean or Japanese university, you also need a high score or to join some kind of scholarship program. I googled hard for these programs and thoroughly searched all social media, but most of what I found was fraud and scams. Anyway, after my parents heard the teacher's words, they started personally controlling what I did and where I went when I had some free time. I had to report to them what extra classes I had, how was my class with a tutor, how I wrote the test. Anyway, it was a total control. By the way, my parents supported my passion for Asian languages, so I attended Korean classes on the weekends. And one day, the teacher told us about a special internship program at some Korean university for foreign language learners. She knew there were several future graduates in the group, so she thought we might be interested. To get into the program, you needed a high score in the overall ranking of all the students who passed a qualifying exam in Korean language. If you were in the top 10 of your country, you automatically got into this program. The conditions were more than tempting. You would live in South Korea for two years, study the language and the culture, travel to various cities of South Korea, and always talk to native speakers. The accommodation, maintenance, and scholarship would be provided by the university itself. Besides, if you're successful in your studies, the university may offer for you to stay longer in the country and get a master's degree. This was exactly what I was looking for. The perfect thing was that finally, I would leave my parents and live on my own. Besides, my parents liked my plans for the future. They supported my desire to improve my language skills. Anyway, I had to pass this test just perfectly and hit the top 10 no matter what it would take. Of course, I knew the language well, but our country is huge, and joining the top 10 probably means writing the test with no more than five mistakes. I asked the teacher what were my chances to pass the test perfectly and join the top 10. 
She said no one had ever done it in her memory. Yeah, this kind of thing comforted me. There were two options left. The first one was devoting all my free time to learn the language. The second was to buy the correct answers on the internet. I knew it was a dishonest thing to do, but if I did it carefully, no one would know about my little trick and I would fulfill my dream. Which option do you think I chose? Of course, I started to study the language hard. Sometimes I watched Korean shows and series in the original language, but the buying option was still in my mind, just in case. Finding a website or a person on social media who would sell the answers to such a test was not easy. I used all my contacts in Korea and Japan. Even my pen pal from Spain helped me. This Korean language test wasn't very popular, but in the end, I found a person who claimed he could get the correct answers for the test 24 hours before it would start. Of course, this was a big risk. He could just slip me a fake. But I decided, no risk, no internship in Korea. My parents thought learning foreign languages in the country with the native speakers was a great prospect for my future. Even if I don't like living in South Korea, I can always go back to the States and find a job at the embassy. I didn't tell them in advance that the option of my return was almost impossible. Why should I upset them? I decided I would not talk much about the test. What if someone else wanted to pass the test too? I didn't need any extra competitors. So only my parents, my teacher, and my best friend knew about the test. I sincerely tried to persuade my BF to take the test with me so that we could go to Korea together. In addition, if I bought the answers, I would have all the options at once, and it wouldn't be difficult to help Mary with the test. I outlined all the prospects and our future life in Korea to her, so my friend couldn't resist and agreed. Seoul was waiting for us. Time flew by. By the end of the year, my head was ready to explode from the amount of information I was trying to remember. After all, I still had my school exams. Anyway, a week before the exam in Korean, I gave up and decided I would still buy the answers. I definitely feel safer with them. My friend supported me, as her knowledge of the language was much worse than mine. It was the only option to get the maximum points. I wrote to the man who was selling the answers to know about the amount. Of course, it was a lot of money. I had to spend everything I had saved for a whole year, but I was sure it was definitely worth it. Freedom and South Korea. That's what was waiting for me in the future. It was impossible to retreat. When the man didn't send me any answers in 24 hours, I got nervous. When they were not there 10 hours before the exam or five, I started panicking. I realized I was not 100% ready for the exam. I realized I had spent all my money. Will my dream come true? Fortunately, an hour before the exam, the answers came to my email. The man apologized, saying there were some difficulties, but now he definitely guaranteed the answers were absolutely correct. There was almost no time to make a cheat sheet, so I quickly sent the answers to my friend and started preparing hints. I thought out the scheme in advance. I copied all the answers with a thin marker on my tights and covered them with a long skirt. It was an old trick, but I was sure they wouldn't test us so thoroughly before the exam. Mary and I met at the office where the test took place. I was surprised she didn't rush to hug me, but walked past me, slapping her shoulder as if we were strangers. Maybe it was her strategy? I mean, so that no one would guess we were friends and therefore we both had a perfect test? Anyway, I decided to play along and I didn't talk to her, pretending I saw her for the first time in my life. The test was actually quite difficult. When the test started, I answered the questions I was 100% sure of and copied the rest of the test. I waited until someone put the test on the teacher's desk and left, then I did the same. I started waiting for my friend. 
When she got out, I immediately ran to her, hugging her, but Mary angrily broke away from my embrace and went towards the bus stop. I wasn't sure what was wrong with her. I stopped her and asked what was wrong and why she was acting like this. Mary said I'd let her down. She'd only agreed to take the test with me because she was sure I'd send her the right answers before the test. She didn't even prepare for other exams. She thought she wouldn't have to. She expected to go to South Korea with me. I nodded and... I didn't understand. How come? I'd sent her all the answers to the test as soon as I got them myself. I was sure she would see the message and have time to prepare in an hour. I thought we'd arrange that one. Mary replied she hadn't received any message, so she had to cope with the test on her own. And now she was sure she definitely didn't hit the top ten. I was very surprised and took out my cell to check if I had sent her an email. But what I saw there horrified me. Yes, I sent the correct answers, but not to Mary, but our classmate Mike instead, who had hated me since high school. I didn't remember the exact reason of our conflict, but our relationship left much to be desired. Mary's and Mike's last names were similar. They had the same initials. I didn't check it when I entered the email address and clicked the send button in a rush. There was a slim chance Mike would ignore the message and think I'd made a mistake, but I was pretty sure he wouldn't just let it go. Mary felt so sorry for me. She even stopped being angry and hugged me. I realized I specifically got into this, and the results of my mistake could be terrifying. I decided I would pretend nothing had happened. I deleted the message from the sent ones, tried to calm down, and the next day I came to school with a completely indifferent expression on my face. The main thing was not to squint in Mike's direction. He didn't come up to me all day. I thought I could breathe a sigh of relief. But Mike dashed my hopes when he fished me out of the schoolyard after school and told me we needed to have a serious conversation. Mike shared that yesterday, to his great surprise, he received an interesting message from me with the answers to a certain test. He presumed these were the correct answers to the test, which I got right before the test itself. Mike saw the name of the test, googled a little, and found out why people take this test and what I would get if I passed it with a perfect score. There was no doubt he wanted something for his silence. He understood if someone knew I bought the correct answers and copied them, I could forget about my trip to South Korea. Besides, I would also have to pay a considerable fine for my fraud, and my reputation would be totally ruined. I replied I was ready to listen to his demands, but what he declared was somehow too much. First, every day until the end of the school year, I had to bring him a cup of coffee before class. I had to pay for his lunch in the school cafeteria and he would order whatever he wanted. I should also fulfill any of his requests for a snack, whether it was a donut from a nearby bakery or a pizza from a restaurant located across town. In addition, I had to tell everyone, and especially my parents, that Mike was my boyfriend. We had loved each other deeply for a long time, but we just hid our relationship. To my logical question why he needed that one, he answered that he had always had a special attitude to me because of the position and status of my parents. Yep, I didn't mention it. They both worked in courts. My mom was a judge, and my dad was a district prosecutor. In addition, Mike dreamed of going to a prestigious university. For example, Harvard would be fine. He couldn't do it on his own, but he knew my parents had good connections there. Why not send their beloved daughter's boyfriend to Harvard? Mike had thought it out so well that it scared me. What a terrible guy he was. In return for fulfilling all his conditions and a successful enrollment at Harvard, 
He promised to forget the story with the purchased answers and leave me behind forever when I left for Korea. I knew this contract was very humiliating for me, as I would have to lie a lot and ask my parents for something. But I had already done too much. There was no turning back. I could just stop in the middle of my dream. I agreed to Mike's terms. The very next day, we came to school as a couple. I bought him coffee and lunch. To say other guys were in shock is an understatement. They'd always known us as enemies. But it turned out there was a beautiful love between us. On the weekend, I invited Mike over to meet my parents. They liked the courteous and polite guy very much. And they liked even more his desire to get a decent education at Harvard. Of course, he said he wanted to become a lawyer. My dad listened carefully to Mike, who was saying why he wanted to study at Harvard. Then my dad hinted he had an old friend there, by the way, who was the dean of the legal department. But I was happy I didn't have to ask my parents for any help. My dad wanted to help himself. That was all I needed. I can't tell you how nervous I was waiting for the test results. They were supposed to come in a month. For that whole month, I was living in hell. First, I was preparing for the school exams. Second, I had Mike with his constant, stupid requests. Third, my parents assured me I should study at Harvard too because the chance I hit the top 10 wasn't great. The tension was so high that when I received the result in the country rating by mail, I started crying from happiness. I was the first one. I was the first in the ranking with the highest result possible. That meant only one thing. I would finally get rid of Mike's slavery and my parents' control and fly to Seoul. My dream came true. The last month at school seemed like a torment. I couldn't wait to get to Seoul and start my adult life on my own. My parents grumbled, and Mike threatened if he didn't go to Harvard, my trip to Seoul would be canceled. So I finally exhaled only when I was standing at the airport waiting to board a flight to Seoul. Mike somehow went to Harvard with the help of my dad. My parents accepted I wouldn't follow in their footsteps, and I was preparing to be the happiest girl in the world. Despite the fact this happiness was given to me in such a dishonest way, but I don't regret anything. What do you think of the expression, the end justifies the means? Is it okay to do everything you can to achieve your dreams? Or is it important to be an honest person in any situation? Write your answers in the comments below. If you liked my story, don't forget to click thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. Click the bell button to enable updates. Bye everyone!